Well, the Collector is no more, and the crew of the Wayfarer is mostly alive, as Jin has been relieved from his mortal coil and placed inside a new robotic body, courtesy of the cartel. Now all that's left is to collect the bounty on Vax's head that he has graciously given the party as payment for their daring deeds. But it seems that the adventure for the Wayfarer is just beginning. Find out this time on Omega Star 7. That is correct. You did. A, you did say that. Um, well, now that we kind of uh, have have Jin back, what uh, what's next, gentlemen? I hate him. Are we really just gonna like? <laughs> what's next? What do you What do you mean? Me what do you mean? What's <laughs> next? You're just gonna gloss over the fact that Jin's consciousness is now inside of a droid. I mean, if I can say droid. <laughs> We've we've clearly seen crazier things. Honestly, I'm not moment. surprised. You know what? If anything, it's easier to unplug them. I can do that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank God. I put the power pack in. I can dig it back out. I'm gonna go to my room now. I mean, I I could probably alter Pilot, this uh, personality. Take us out. Bit. Actually, how much does a personality Please matrix go for in the black market? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um goes for about um uh you you use you used M M's as currency, right? Everyone does. About uh Yeah. Ten thousand? Yeah. It's a lot of chewing. It's, it's not a lot. His could fetch maybe a bit more. Maybe maybe twenty, twenty-five. Mm. Don't nah. Uh, I'm gonna go to a bag. I'll be right back. <laughs> Selling Jin's personality <laughs> matrix off for twenty-five thousand used M and M's. What are we gonna do with all of this? I can finish paying off this ship. <laughs> <laughs> the debt collectors finally be off my ass. <laughs> I can go home. Nah, I'm just kidding, Jin. Uh, but you gotta... I mean, you could have told us about that. I mean, if you had just said, I can't die, I mean, that would have made things... There's so many times where that would have came in handy. Knowing you couldn't die. Yeah, I take back my salute. <laughs> <laughs> it is rather humiliating knowing that my life is being controlled over the cartel. It's wonderful. Oh god. So what's his purpose now? Well, it seems this droid is equipped with all sorts of auxiliary parts and tools. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we still gotta go pick up Vax. I say we let's get to it. Yeah, I wanna get that money. Yeah, it... It could definitely help. Yeah, I could use a... Uh... A new body for me, definitely. You guys are also wonderful for helping. Yeah, well, excuse me? Yeah, we can unplug him. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> and with that, the crew of the Wayfarer returns to Vax's freighter. 
landing in the docking bay, which again is a large flat with a single catwalk about 30 feet suspended, which goes deeper into the ship. They land and with them is a escort of two pirates, which bring them back to the circular bridge area at the other end of the freighter. There waiting for them is Vax, Moxie, and a battalion of pirates. Vax at the front looks at the party and says, Well, I can't believe you guys did it. Yeah, you could say we had a backup plan. I don't get, I don't get it. You don't have to. And I walk right by, smirking, nonetheless. He leans into Moxie and he's like, is he always like that? And she just kind of nods. And he starts counting on his fingers and he's like, uh, one of you is uh, missing. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Oh, he's, uh... Yeah, he he's... died. <laughs> Gone forever, only to remain in our hearts. You don't really seem that broken up about it. I didn't really like him. We didn't know him that long. Oh, This is a new droid. Oh. Completely new. <laughs> okay. Non-refurbished. It's all... Right off the shelf. Sense. All right, let's, uh... You guys, you guys ready? Yeah. All right. If you are. So he, there's, there's kind of a moment where he turns around for this more of a theatrical goodbye to everybody. He says, gentlemen of the rift, you've served me well these past months. However, it is time that we enact our final plan to rid the seven systems of the cartel and their treachery. With that, I leave you in the very capable hands of Moxie Rebel. And with that, there seems to be a slight unrest among the men. Before it was Canton, but he proved to me that he could not be trusted. However, I fully believe that Moxie can handle the job description with poise, rationality, and grace. And he turns back to you guys. Well, are you ready? Yeah, I guess uh, let's uh, get going. So as you guys begin to walk, you get about 30 feet into the depths of the ship before you hear a voice coming back from the bridge. Hey, Vax! You should have killed me when you had the chance! Seeing that it's Canton on the other side. This is a mutiny. And Vax, with you guys, kind of shrugs, smiles, turns around and says, Oh, really? Canton, returning. Yes, it is. And Vax looks at the rest of the pirates and he says, Is this true? Pirates. Half of them seem to shrug. The other half seem bloodthirsty with his choice to give Moxie his title then I will give you all one chance to leave this alive. Some of the pirates realize that Vax, not joking around, decide to walk on your side, leaving the other half there with Canton. Vax, looking at you guys, uh, do you guys think you can handle yourselves? I don't know about Jin. Sorry, Jin, uh, but I think, I think we got this. 
Fair enough. Canton, I accept your challenge. And looking at you guys, you see his green eyes? He blinks and they return a bright purple. He pulls from his coat a shutter blade that erupts in not a yellowish solarium hue, but a bright, bright purple as it lights up the entire room. Gentlemen, you have yourself a mutiny. This initiative will be a cool check because there was a preface before the fight. Everyone with their results, please. Uh, Ski's got three advantages and two successes. Uh, Tiberius with one success, three advantage. Sheehan with three successes. D20 with one success, one advantage. And the pirates you will be fighting with had four successes. That meaning our initiative is the pirates, Sheehan, Skeeks, Tiberius, and Jin, who will eventually go by D20. That being said, let's describe the room you are in. You are walking down the long hallway back to the docking bay, meaning that you guys are in about a 15 foot wide, 15, 20 foot tall hallway. There's doors and you're about 30 feet from the circle. However, as this begins, pirates kind of come out of the woodwork and you guys kind of get into a bubble with six of them as the rest of them charge at the pirates that join Vax and a battle ensues. Pirates, on you guys, immediately being at close range, pull out shutter blades and start slashing at each of you. Being that there's six pirates, they're not going to notice Jin right away because he is so small and has not proven himself to be a threat yet. So, three of you will each get two attacks. Three attacks, each of them having a green, a yellow, a blue because they have strength in numbers as a skill, uh, and on top of that, two purples because they are at melee range. Starting with Skeeks, two attacks. Do it. One failure, two advantages. Next one. Three successes, one threat. So we'll start with Skeeks' damage from this one. That is going to be a four, pierce two. So what is your soak, sir? My soak is two. So you're taking four points of damage off the bat. (laughs) 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 Moving over to Tiberius. That's the sound that man bats make. (laughs) One success. I'm so sorry. It comes out sometimes. (laughs) On Tiberius, one success, one threat, one triumph, one success. His triumph is going to be pushing you as he hits you, which kind of knocks you off balance, which is going to get someone else a blue, another blue to attack you on the next one around. That being said, uh, that does count as uh, one extra success. That's one extra, that's two, technically two successes, so you're gonna take two past your soak. Two is my soak. So you will take five points of damage. And then on Sheehan, two successes, one advantage. One success, one advantage. So, uh, you will also take two. What is your soak, sir? My soak, oh, my soak is three. Okay, so you will take four points of damage and then another three points of damage. So seven all together and it moves over to Sheehan. All right, so I'm going to dodge roll back. (laughs) Okay, so you're gonna take a maneuver to give them a black on your next attack. Okay. That does not count as an action. What are you going to do with that? Uh, and then I'm going to shoot the 
So you're going to dodge out of their range. Yes. Get close enough with your. So you have a me, you have a medium ranged weapon. So go ahead and fire that off. Two advantages. So, advantages, I'll give you an extra black. You're far enough away and they all have melee weapons, so you're pretty much out of their range of vision, but your shot fires a little bit wide. However, you're safe with an extra black and they're not even gonna pay attention to you because they've now focused their energies on Skeeks and Tiberius. Uh, that brings us over to, that brings us over to Skeeks. I mean, would there, would there be panels in this room? <laughs> <laughs> Just pull my red start taking off some There's panels. always <laughs> something you can do, but it's going to come down to a perception, which will be an action if you make right, a roll. No, no. Um, you can get creative. Just to understand that, that, you know, those checks for perceptions count as an action because you're rolling. Because, like, Skeeks doesn't want to fight right now because Skeeks is, like, already, like... You can dip, dude. I don't want to let us, like, run away be from Be your character everybody. because this is where it's going to end up anyway, so... All right, so Skeeks is just going to... Uh, see this crowd of pirates with their shutter blades and everything like that. He does not want to get involved. He looks down at his gun, just sort of tucks it farther away into his tool belt, and um, I look at the whole crew, and I'm like, I'm going to start heading towards the ship, start redding up the engines, get Vex to me, and let's get the fuck out of here as soon as we can. Fuck the crew. I want the money. And I'm just going to turn and start heading back towards the ship uh, so I can start... Readying it, I guess. Vax okay. turns around at hearing this because you're only like <laughs> ten feet away from me. He's like, "I thought you said you could handle this." I never said that. I might have said that. I don't want to handle this. Let's go. Oh, he runs. <laughs> that brings us over to Ty. I might have said that. I don't want to handle this. <laughs> All right. So can I? I'm gonna look around and I'm gonna try and see if there's like any like defense systems or sentries or see sure. if there's any latches. Roll me a computers, because you're going to use your Pip-Boy to check not just your surroundings, but on a computer level. Is this my intelligence or my hacking intelligence? This would be, uh, right now it's going to be just regular intelligence. So, that with the blue? Yep. And any purple? Uh, two purples. Two purples. One black as you're in battle. Three successes, one advantage. Now what you're gonna do is gonna take is gonna take one turn to do. What you can do is you find out there are turrets that are defense mechanisms inside the walls. Now, to get them to come out, you have to change the parameters on what is an enemy. Most of these pirates you can surmise have a some kind of technology that lets the turrets know that they are friendlies. Because it's such a simple change, you can easily just say that these friendly technologies become enemies. So you begin work on a change Sweet. in parameters. But because of that, another blue eye your attack as you were focused, you're taking your next check to do this, so you're focused on this. So I think I, I think I can handle this. Just somebody keep an eye on me real quick. Just watch my back. I, I gotta work on something. Jin, D20. You've just seen Skeeks run off to get the ship warmed up. Both Ty and Sheehan have taken damage from Shutter Blades. You, a tiny little polyhedral droid, freshen your metal body. Seeing Skeeks run away, I took his place and I shot at the, the pirate attacking Sheehan. You got it. All right, go ahead and roll me your laser. Two yellow, a green, and a blue. All right, take that against two purples because you're at medium range. All right, two advantages. 
However, so you don't shoot any, but your advantage is, is that everyone's dumbfounded that this like one foot diameter floating droid has a full laser cannon and there's kind of a moment of like, what? <laughs> Talking to everybody? I can imagine. Yeah, I can see that That being said, uh, we're back to the six pirates on three of you guys. Taking their two attacks, here we go. Extra blue on Tiberius. Four successes, so one dead. threat. I'm so dead. You're going to take seven points of damage. Yeah, I'm oh. dead. You're dead? Yeah. Down? Yeah, I'm down. Oh my god. I'm so, down. <laughs> yeah. So, seven points of damage. One guy slices at Tiberius, knocking him unconscious. We move over to Skeeks, who is now running. Skeeks, what are you doing right now? Uh, so, do I break out into the hangar bay yet? Am I like. Not yet. Is it like even close, or does it seem like it's like? I'd say you're about halfway. Um, can I see through the doors of the hangar bay at least right now? Yeah, it's a pretty big doorway. So, from where I'm standing right now, can I spot any uh, like ships that are like keys in the slot? You know, like engines on, doors open, like something I could just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna hop in that real quick." Is, is so it small and like, so like let's uh. I would say you're too far to see that. However, you could definitely take a perception. I got two successes. Two successes. You definitely see a couple models in there that you could quickly hotwire because you've worked on them before. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start beeline towards like the smallest one that I see. Next turn around, we can get you into a ship. Uh, and then from there, you can hotwire. We'll be active until then. You. Don't forget you do have a radio that you can talk to the rest of the crew. Yeah, I'm not saying a word to them. All right, sounds good. <laughs> so moving over to Ty, I need a willpower to see if you can get yourself woken up. Two greens, three purples. It'll decrease for each one. One failure, one threat at the moment. You are still unconscious at the moment. Uh, at this point, Vax looks over to you guys, seeing this is very much falling apart. Sheen and Jin, you see Vax as he's pretty much just battling with this ether weapon of his, turns around, pulls up his hand. A glistening purple meniscus coats his hand. He forces out a great amount of purplish ether energy that pretty much hits one of the pirates, knocking him prone. I thought you guys were better than this. Moving back over to the pirates. One of them being knocked prone is going to stand himself up, taking he took force damage along the way. Since Tiberius is knocked down, there's two people standing up still. The first two on Sheehan. One success, two threats. That's going to be four points of damage on one. One success on the next one. That's going to be three more points. Seven more points of damage. You knocked out? Yes. Oh, jeez. Okay. D20. First roll was a triumph and two advantages. You will take three points of damage and you will take a critical. 18. Distracted. You cannot make a free maneuver on your next turn. And you will take three points of damage. The next roll was two failures and an advantage, which means you two take you take no damage on the next one. You are left by yourself here, with both Tiberius and Sheehan have been knocked out. I don't even know what's going on. Vax, being shocked at this this happy-go-lucky voice, turns around, sees that one of your squad mates has run away, and two have been knocked unconscious. He returns the shutter blade back into his pocket, and with both his hands, pulls together a great purple orb of energy, clapping his hands together creates a 
flash of light that blinds all the pirates. Sheehan, as you flip into unconsciousness, you see this bright, bright flash of purple light as all the pirates become blinded as you fall unconscious. Your last things you hear are, get them up and let's get out of here now. <sighs> Vax comes over. Let's go. The pirates on Vax's side pick up Tiberius and Sheehan and begin to move down as you all begin to run. The pirates that were on Vax's side giving you cover to leave. After some time, you all enter the docking bay. Skeeks. Yes. You are in a ship. Yes. You see a group of pirates who are carrying Sheehan and Tiberius over their backs. Right. Backs at the front of them. D20 floating next to him. So, have I gotten this ship hotwired yet or still have to do this? So, gotta do it. Yeah, I, I, I want to get this ship running. Right mechanics, now. please. Uh, three successes and one threat, I think, right? All right. Three successes, one threat. You're able to get the ship hot-wired moved. Your threat is the fact that you're in a very... You're, it might be a large docking bay, but you're still a ship floating around in a docking bay. Right. So, I mean, is there anything more that I could do on my turn still? That's or? it. That's your turn. So, pretty much at this point, Vax, noticing the Wayfarer, uh -huh. gets down to it. Yeah. With the, with with the rest of the group as they start, they, they, you know, he piles on. He gets his pirates on his side. They're still down there with him as the other ones are holding him off down there. Would I be able to radio down to him? Yep. And be like, you can radio down to you can radio down to Jin. Yeah, I'll speak. Jin, get the ship running. Hey, okay, buddy. Getting on the ship, Vax and D20 go into the cockpit and begin fiddling with stuff as there's a spillover of pirates coming yeah. from the bay as uh, it's pretty much pirates doing battle with each other. Skeeks, in a hot-wired ship, sees that he's firing at both friendlies and foes, if he decides to fire. Right, I mean, is there a spot that I see there's like any sort of larger group of people? Yeah. I mean, not, not like, uh, of like, bad pirates. Uh, I just wanna see like, okay. Are, Are you gonna crash the ship at people? A hundred percent I'm gonna <laughs> crash the ship at people. Yeah, I just want to get it just running. Just crashed into the wall. Yeah, so Skeeks wants to, after my ship's hot-wired here, uh, I'm going to keep the like cabin door open, and I'm going to just start gunning it full speed. You do that, you do that like, burnout with the ship in midair. Just charge it up, but don't let it go forward. Yeah, 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 somehow, <laughs> yeah. It was a burnout somehow on this spacecraft. Yeah, I should have just, like, sonic boom, thruster it forward. Uh, I want to, like, skim the top of the group of these pirates that are fighting and just like blast through like the walls of the hangar and just like open a big wall into space basically. <laughs> oh, I, also, I also want to hop out of the ship. Double barrel back onto the Wayfarer. Way I, mean, I mean, once the ship's moving in the right direction, I'm just hopping off and letting it finish the rest of its course by itself and I'm running towards the Wayfarer. All <laughs> right, so enacting this plan, Skeeks, revs up the engines of this little tiny fighter pilot and lets it run directly into the side of the ship. He gets on, on the back of the ship, does a double barrel backflip, landing on top of the Wayfarer, climbs himself in, and a hole gets ripped out into space. <laughs> so with this hole in space, pretty much there's a moment, luckily ships are made for this kind of stuff to happen. All of this debris inside the docking bay, other ships pretty much begin to fly into it. Pirates are holding onto walls as people are getting pulled 
all in a split second, there's a gravity field that comes online in the hole as all this debris falls as gravity's been restored. There's a moment of silence. Skeek's getting into the cockpit. Vax walks, and you all can hear it because the, you know, the Wayfarer is so small. Vax, with Moxie next to him, looks out as Canton stares down at him from the catwalk above. Vax says, You know, Canton, I respect a man who takes what he wants. The ship is yours. Allow my men to leave, and we can leave it here. Canton, seeing that some of these pirates have been his friends for a long time. You have yourself a deal, Vax Arden. Pleasure doing business with you. Vax and Moxie return to the, the catwalk above the cockpit in the Wayfarer and say, Well, you heard him. Let's go. I... Tiberius, check the monitors. I'm loading the thrusters up. Oh, it's, it's, you're all by yourself. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I say that still. And then I, I look around. I go, fuck. Alright, I pull the monitors closer to me and I start like just like going through all the diagnostics, prepping the engine, and I start gunning it uh, for that hole that I made in the side of the ship, I guess. No, you can just leave. You can just leave now. Oh, yeah, then I'll, I'll just leave out the normal doors then. All right. I still go through the hole door, actually. Yeah, the, hole, the, hole, the hole got clogged. <laughs> oh, fuck. Alright, yeah, I got the normal door. Alright. <laughs> You get some distance before you look up at Vax and he smiles and he says, You know, the one thing they say about men who take what they want, they get what they deserve. Pressing a button, the entire freighter explodes. Ah, shit, I think I left my tool bag on there. It's <laughs> <laughs> canon. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> my wrench is still in my pocket, though. <laughs> well, wherever you go, there you are, and here we are. Episode 7 of Omega Star 7. Funny how that works out. We've seen just one side of what Omega Star 7 and the other systems have to offer, and just how horrific it can be. But that is only one side that the crew of the Wayfarer has to face. There's plenty more ahead of them. Gunslingers, gangsters, treasure hunting, and more. If you haven't noticed... This story was very straightforward on the tracks. The reason being is so we could use it as a vessel to kind of let you know what's going on. From here, it's going to become a lot more open-ended for the crew and what they have to deal with. However, we have enjoyed what it was for what it was, and we hope you have too. So, let's go over the normal. If you would like to keep up with us on social media, go ahead and do so. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Crit Stop, T-H-E-C-R-I-T-S-T-O-P. We don't use our Reddit page very much, but you can also go there at r slash The Crit Stop, and you can start some stuff. I'm there to talk to anyone and anybody, not just about Omega Star, but tabletop role-playing games in general. Remember... This is just the first of many stories that's going to be told through this podcast as we make the move to the next name, The Crit Stop Presents. Omega Star 7 will be coming back, as I promised. It's been a very fun game and a very fun setting to work with. So don't fret. It's not the end, just a great beginning for all kinds of stories. And if you want to get to us directly as well, consider hitting us up with an email at thecritstop at gmail.com. Lastly... Reviews. Reviews on Apple Podcasts help us get us higher on the charts as well as keeps this thing moving forward. It lets us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. So that being said, I'd like to read a review that was sent to us personally 
We're waiting for it to get through on the algorithm, but hey, here it is. Alex says, as someone who has never been a part of a TTRPG, this is such an immersive podcast. The universe has been built very well in my opinion. The characters are easily relatable and you can root for them. This is something that I would be very interested in doing in the future. Thank you so much for those kind words, Alex. I hope you've enjoyed what this has been and what it's going to shape up to be. I'm Skylar with The Crit Stop, your one-shop stop to everything tabletop. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys in the next one. Because we're uh, finally out of the rift. Fantastic! Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go! Do you mind if we take a stop at Polis? Uh, nah, you got the coordinates? Yeah. Alright. We're going to a town called Calypso. I have something there. Sounds good enough to me. Let's get going. Punch in the coordinates, and you got about, like, a six hour travel to Polis, which is the last planet in the system. Sheehan and Tiberius have been passed out in the common area for what has been about a couple hours now. They finally start to come to, seeing Moxie and Vax standing there, kind of just hanging out. Well, well. Looks like our hosts have finally awakened. <clears throat> I can barely see. Yeah, you uh, took a shutter blade to the face. Ah, fuck. Oh, my eyes hurt like a bitch. I don't think it, I don't think it hit contact, but uh, that looking that close could blind you for a little bit. You'll probably, you'll be all right. How long is it supposed to last? Uh, probably a couple more hours. I start to like start to like feel for the ladder and uh, climb up. <clears throat> I have a splitting migraine right now. I... If you need me, I'll be in my room. Sounds good. My ship is your ship. And they just kind of stand there. Skeeks, you're able to get an autopilot pretty easily. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I still like to pretend I'm, you know, flying <laughs> around so I can ignore everybody. <laughs> I got some work down here, everybody. <laughs> nope, no, we gotta, we gotta, gotta keep it on manual piloting. Um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I pop it into, into autopilot there and uh, walk up to uh, the common common area there. Vax looks at you and he's like, you know, for someone of your stature, you are more than capable of anybody else on this ship. It's damn quick thinking. Commandeer a fighter pilot like that. Dangerous, but hey, I like it. Yeah, never been the best at uh, thinking a plan through. Sometimes I just, you know, go for it. Pretty unique ship you got here. Yeah, I mean, she probably was a beautiful ship at one point. The, the captain here, uh, you know, he got he got swindled pretty hard. It looks like it. Yeah, well, you know, it was a. Uh, it was great at one point, and uh, I'll make it great again one day. So, just a matter of time. Sounds good. How long until we uh, get to Polis? Uh, about five hours and 55 minutes. He, uh, <laughs> he looks over at uh, D20. I suppose you won't be needing your room anymore. Well, I may have a confined body. I still demand my own space. 
Thank you for understanding. I, uh, I meant for Moxie. He smiles. Fair enough. Well, if you don't mind, I'm just gonna sleep. I got a uh, hammock set up in the engine room, if you want to try and lay in it. He nods Moxie over into that general area. I'm fine right here. Suit yourself. But it's appreciated. And I'll go ahead, I'll, be, I'll go back down to the captain's chair and uh, start fiddling around stuff again. Just kind of... So some time goes by. <laughs> to my room. And you, you know, you end up seeing a white speck in the stars, which gets larger and larger to reveal a frigid, ice-covered planet. You've arrived at Polis. As you get into transmitter range of the celestial body, there is a transmission that clicks onto your HUD. Yeah, I mean, I'll uh, put my like headset on and flip some comms and stuff and log into the channel. <laughs> well, Haiti, hold there, neighbors. Uh, hello? Could uh, we ask you uh, where you co- where you come from? I come from personally? Oh, like, yeah. Uh, I'm just from like a little tiny... Uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, we're from the Rift, I guess. Oh, pirates. Uh, no. Well, what's your call sign there, neighbor? The... Uh, Wayfair? Oh, the Wayfair. Okay, let's just give you a little background check there, eh? And what a background it is. Well, seems that uh, we don't have you on uh, schedule here, there, neighbor. It, I mean, no. We we just we just got here. We just, oh, we just... okay, okay. That's, that's no problem then. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and uh, come on down to Calypso? We'll uh, we'll we'll take care of you proper. Yeah. Okay. That's where we're heading. So perfect. So you follow the coordinates. You touch down on a very flat land tundra. It's frigid. It's cold. It's a small one-road town beneath a large icy mountain. It's pretty much a bunch of metal, brutalist structures, the neon lights, the kind of glisten in the darkness of the frozen tundra-like winds. All right, everybody, we're here. I recommend wearing a jacket. I flip the landing gear on and put the you know, the door down and you know. this place looks cold. Everybody get a jacket. I have no need for a jacket. God, shut the moral. fuck up, D20. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm good. Same reasons actually as him. I think. I don't. I, just, I got fur. I come walking out in like a nice. You were in a Patagonia, yeah. like it's just yeah. pink, <laughs> blue, it's, it's got a, like a fur. Uh, what, yep. what, what's that? Yeah, you were in like a, a Canada goose. It's a, one of those Canada goose ones. <laughs> nah, dude, you know ones. what it is? It's the nineteen. It's like the nineteen nineties ski jacket. It's just straightened. It's just, it's just <laughs> it's like purple it's just fur. It's just fur. It's like to like it's like to the fur the ground. It's a south face, and it's just fur the whole way. I'm okay with it. It's a south face. It's a south face. It just says south face. <laughs> Straight down the sides. Uh, In fur. It says south face. Right. Different colored fur. Right. For each letter. It's it's flossy, no doubt. <laughs> and it's underglow light. Only the boldest captains in the galaxy wear this jacket. So, Vax kind of meets you guys at the exit, and he's like, um, you got those parts? Uh, yeah, they should be in the cargo hold. 
All right, take him to the garage. I have something I want to show Moxie there. I think Skeeks might find it a little bit interesting. Yeah, I doubt it. And he smiles, and you all exit into this tundra. Walking a good distance from this landing zone, which is a bunch of like circle, it's basically a bunch of circle pads and a catwalk, kind of overlooking a frozen ocean. And you walk into like this area, and there's this, there's this hefty, husky, human, blonde hair, and he's like, well, hey there! You must be that there crew of the Wayfarer! Uh, yep. He's, he's, he's our captain. You can talk to him. Well, don't be shy. What's your names? What what, what, what are your names there, eh? Um, well, uh, my name is uh, Captain Tiberius. Oh! This, uh, this here is, uh, Skeeks. Hi. Uh, we have Xian. Uh, and then... This lively one here is Jin. Or you can call me D20. That's just fantastic. My name's Pat. We're happy to have you here on Calypso. Be sure to check out our Spaceball team, the Bears, and make sure to get uh, some, of, some of them famous tacos from my friend Bart. I'm more of a Splaconda fan. Did you just say friend Bart? What, <laughs> was a friend Bart? What, what? What was that called? What, 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 what can I help you find here today there, friends? Those tacos. Uh, also a place to sell some pots. Would be ah, good. the garage is right down there. No problem there, friend. Great. Uh, tacos are at the bar. Is there a bar in the garage? No. Uh, We're civilized here in these pots. I can see that. become like a Kentucky governor <laughs> We're civilized in these pots. It's a, it's a regional dialect. <laughs> it's regional. Alright, well, uh, Jen, you want to help me lug these things down here, then? I'd love to. I didn't ask for your help, D20. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get the parts over to the garage on these, like, magnetic dollies. And it's pretty much this large garage door. It opens up, and it's pretty much a small place to... It's a small dry dock area facility. And Vax, taking the lead, goes up and pulls a large sheet off of a ship. Revealing something that Skeeks immediately recognizes as the Trailblazer. Holy shit. Is that, the, is that, is that real? Is that a replica? Is that the real one? Is that that's a replica? No, kid. This is the Trailblazer. The first. It's just been sitting here under a top this whole time. When you have the first prototype, you keep that thing kept under lock and key. It's under a top. It's under a fucking top. In, in Calypso, what the fuck do you mean lock and key? Moxie. And he looks at her, who's been very quiet this whole trip, because a lot has happened. Her dad's dead. Her dad's dead. <laughs> <laughs> All the pirate. <laughs> Her dad's dead. <laughs> all the pirates that she made friends with, half of them are all dead. Fucking. I don't want to do two voices. So here we are. 
Moxie. Yes? This is your ship now, until I get it back. Well, I must say, well, she is a beaut. Yeah, unlike uh, someone else's prototype. Yeah. I kept it in a pristine condition. Yeah, I, I didn't buy this ship, okay? I'm making the best with what I got. I got a room, that's all I care about. Yeah. Uh, but, Moxie, I mean, you won't want to, like, trade, maybe? Would I'm okay, you? thank you, though. Just real quick? Vax, at six foot four, leans down to Skeeks, and he's like... Now that you know that I am proficient with these prototype ships, I want to show you something on yours when we leave. Uh, sure, yeah. Whatever you want. I guess from here we should, uh, refuel, get some repairs, and then you can take me to my fate. Yeah, but first I'm going to go take, I'm going to check out the trailblazer. I'm going to just look at it. Absolutely. Great. I ask scampers off. So, <laughs> for Skeeks, the Trailblazer is a thin ship at the center, and there's two, it's, it pretty much has two wings that have two large engines. It almost kind of looks like a dropship, but it's not. It has like a hot rod look to it. Okay. It's very fast, yeah. and it's pretty much made for fighting, not hauling. It is one of, if not the best fighters in the entire galaxy. It's made for pretty much going very far, very quickly. It has a lot of fighters. has a lot of firepower, but it's very quick, and it doesn't have a whole lot of storage, so it's usually made for one to two people. But uh, the rest of you go to the bar, which is just pink neon sign inside the snow all around it. It just says the bar on it. It's a single bar town. Everything's very matter-of-fact there. The bar. The inn. For the first time in this entire journey, a non-robot serving drinks. Hmm. Well, hey there, everybody. What can I do for you here on old Calypso? Um, what are your, uh... What are your drinks? Uh, what, what, what... Do you have any wines? We have... White wine and red wine. No blues, hmm? I think we have something just special for you. Hmm. And she pulls out this, like, three-century-old bottle. Ugh. That'll be a hundred credits, sugar. Why not? Is that is that for the whole bottle, or...? Yes. Okay, yeah, why not? She gives it to you and says, Splendid, may I interest you in uh, some tacos? Not what, what's a... What, what's a taco? <laughs> a taco? It's this little uh, tortilla filled with uh, other fixings. Um... Shan. Yeah. Should I try it? Go for it. I'll try it. That'll be one credit for one credit taco Tuesdays. Alright. I'll take a glass of frost breath tonic, please. Well, an adventurous type you are. Indeed. She gets that for you. Gives has one plate with a taco for young Tiberius. Thank you very much. Well, I'll be happy to help you. Let me know if I can do anything else for you. Will do. And y'all take a seat at a booth. 
this diner-like establishment. Yeah, I think, I think uh, now Skeeks uh, walks in after the, you know looking at the trailblazer for a little bit. Oh, boys, that was it was biblical to be honest. That was a killer ship. Oh, dude, there was the polish. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out how to eat these tacos. What? Yeah, these tacos. I'm sorry. What, this, what? this. What is that? That's a taco. They, they call it a taco. A ta. A taco. Taco. Okay. A taco. It's like a, some kind of weird sandwich. I. It's an I, upside down sandwich. I. I, I but you guess. wrap it like a baby. Huh. Comes hard. Comes soft. It's weird. Comes hard and soft. Hard and soft. Yeah. Yeah. Tied. I'm just gonna eat it. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but do you even know how to eat it? I'm just biting the fucking taco. <laughs> uh, what's it taste like? It's good. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's, just, it's good. Mm. Bartender. Yeah, sugar. Three more tacos and a black. <laughs> Coming right up! She brings over three tacos and a black. Bartender? Yes? What's the preferred method of eating a taco? Uh, usually you eat it with your mouth. Skeeks pulls his pants up. (laughs) 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 Fucking god. If you were to, if you were going to do that, would uh. you sit down on the taco or would you shove it up? Wait, it depends if it's a soft or a hard taco. Bullshit that happens every now and then, Skylar. Oh. You totally have to. That's uh. funny as fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Bartender? Yes. Have you ever had a patron shove a taco up their ass? <laughs> well, there was one gentleman. How? You mean somebody. How did he do it? It was like a magic trick. Was it? It was a cold winter's night. About three moons ago. He came in. A cold, cold night. He asked for the Taco Supreme. Oh, God. Is that one crunchy or soft? It's both. He took it. He took all of it, didn't he? What did he do with it? <laughs> did he have somebody holding it? What did he do with it? Like a football? I'm sorry. I just... 
the shots? What about the hot sauce? Oh god! All of it! It was horrible! How many people were in the bar? Sixteen and a half. And a half? What happened to the last guy? <laughs> <laughs> he... He was the one who ate the taco. Only half of me now. <laughs> you shouldn't have gotten Supreme. <laughs> Bartender, you know what? Give me the Supreme. Uh, two more blocks, please. <laughs>